I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to another episode of Oops! The Podcast. Mm. I'm Julio Gallerati. And I'm joined, as ever, by Francis Ellis. Francis, good afternoon. How are you? Getting real planetarium vibes for me right now. <laughs> like we just stepped into the big observatory, and they're telling us uh, about constellations that we're about to see. Well, it's funny that you say that, because 75% of the universe is considered dark matter. Oh, God. Now, if you don't know what dark matter is, si- neither do scientists. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why this is so interesting. <laughs> I could go. I could go for a planetarium right now. Talk Man, about good stoned fun. activities. Those are fun. It's a good fucking time. Yeah. I did that two weeks ago. We got planetarium. Stoned. We went to the, st- the planetarium. It's yeah. fire. Nice. Chris, planets well are done. great, man. Science, planets, all that. Museum of Natural History. It's fun. Good activities, and you know, you know that you are using drugs well if you're doing fun things when you do them. Mm-hmm. If you're just if the whole activity is doing the drugs, you probably should should back off a bit. That's true. <laughs> you know That's I mean? true. Yeah. All your money, resources, and energy going to just using the drugs, mm-hmm. you need a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Yeah. We, um, I have a question for you. Oh, baby. Love a question. Couples Christmas cards. Oh, wow. I am not there yet. But, you know, I, I think when I have a family, I'll consider that. Okay. I don't I don't like them in general, to be honest. The people that I live with, they have like they get a million of them and they have them on a like a bulletin board in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And every year, me and like the kids, um, we like go through and like pick the stupidest ones and make fun of it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Absolutely. I will go I, so I don't know el- any of my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. So when we go home for Christmas, they have a stack of Christmas cards. That is, you know, a foot deep. It's crazy. And I start going through them, and I don't know any of these people, but you read some of the ones, they have a little bit of a blurb, a little bit of an update about, you know. Oh, yeah. Kimmy just finished her second year at Georgetown, and Dave is swimming in the Junior Olympics. Dude, Dave was the name I was going to use. There you it's go. Like, and we're so proud of David yeah. for playing the cello. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh and I, I always ask my parents, I'm like, what you know, what happened? What's going on here? Who are these people? But the good ones are when, you know, you get something where you ask, like, what's up with this kid? And and your mom or your dad's like, Oh, well that that's <laughs> troubled. Yeah, he's a troubled youth. Troubled. <laughs> rehab times three you know whatever it is and 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 then that kid in the picture is the only one grimacing <laughs> not smiling he's like a the whole family has their he's, arms around each other and that kid's off off a barely little bit in the to frame the side not matching dude it's go ahead sorry well no i mean i you know because so many these photos are always fucking staged yeah you know it's they're all wearing matching sweaters dude, the it's dog so bad clearly been you know tethered i know the parents go to the same plastic surgeon so they look like they have the same (laughs) face so not only the same sweaters the same face it's like the craziest weird shit dude and the dog in the middle 
So I, yeah. I, I said to my girlfriend, you know, we should do a Christmas card this year. Uh, and obviously we'll make it funny. Mm-hmm. And she was like, great. Love it. Cool. Um, because I think it'd be hysterical to make a really funny Christmas card and send it to all of our friends. It's great. Um, and also just as a way of reminding them, don't take life too seriously. Because when they send us their Christmas cards and it's all peace on earth and right, right, you know, right. good tidings for twenty twenty one and it's like some bullshit picture staged, you know, soft photo that they brought a photographer in for you know, in front of a hearth <laughs> and the, the the baby's got a little bow around its neck or whatever. Yeah, dude. You're like, God, shut the fuck terrible. up. You it's know? also funny. My parents like think that like the people that I live with send my parents a Christmas card. And my mom goes, oh, it's so nice of them to send us a card. I'm like, mom, you're in a database. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they weren't thinking about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't thought about you once. Exactly. Sorry, Sorry to break it to you. So. <laughs> All right. This was what was so funny about this, though, was we went out. I, my girlfriend and I took the dog for a walk all the way out to, uh, you know, the West Side Highway at night. And we sat down on a bench and it was probably like 10, 30, 11. And so there was nobody out there. I smoked a joint and started pitching her ideas <laughs> for the Christmas, for the Christmas card. card. Anything good? And I mean, this was one of the funniest things that's like ever happened to us as a couple. The first idea I had was, I said, okay, how about this? It's a picture of us moving into our new apartment. And we're going to tell people like, you know, like we just moved and like we're excited for our new apartment. Um, And, you know, we're among all these boxes and stuff, but you're wearing a strap on (laughs) and we don't even address it. And it's like, you know, it's just like you have a massive strap on with a ve- with veins and, you know, we're going about our move and it's just like a, p- a picture taken am- am- among the action of it all. And it would imply that, you know, there's that that crazy thing in moving where, you, you know, sometimes you just like throw something over your shoulder right. and you, <laughs> right, right. and it'd be really funny if that was like it was we easier forgot. to wear the strap on because yeah. it was so big. Then then put it in a bag it or a box. It was easier to just wear it. Yeah, exactly. Like, How I did thought, she feel about that? She was like, all right, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was, I was, her, the, <laughs> the resistance was so acute um and so immediate that i was kind of like oh shit that was my best idea like you know really you're 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 that like you're not even willing to work with me on that one um you're like fuck i should have built up to that yeah yeah and then okay the second one i had i was like all right well how about this um what if uh you know we're 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 unpacking and um you know we open up the new and i've kind of pitched something similar to you guys before about uh you know open up and like look at look at all the new the the crazy closet space in our new apartment and i'm inside and i've got like a a ball gag in my mouth and i'm bound (laughs) and uh i'm gagged and i'm like smiling around the ball gag and she goes she goes fran you understand that i have a real job (laughs) my girlfriend says that to me all the time i love you but under in a million years we will never do anything like this. Any kink or bondage themed yeah, Christmas like, cards. God damn it. What? You know, what do you mean? <laughs> These are good ideas. <laughs> what are you talking about? Your company would love it. <laughs> so 
the idea finally i just like walked it back a lot and i was like all right well what if we did you know in the new apartment and i'm behind the kitchen counter and i'm wearing an apron and i have maybe some like fake boobs put in and i'm wearing a dress and i've got my hair in like a 1950s bob and you're you're on an armchair with your feet up wearing a men's business suit you know reading the paper smoking a corn cob pipe and and maybe we, we we do it in black and white but like a couple hits of color one would be like my lipstick and you know maybe the christmas tree's green and maybe there's like a blurb a little bubble of dialogue coming out of each of our mouths and yours is like what's for fucking dinner and and i'm like you know you, you treat me like you know whatever and and then the 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 the, the you know the thing would be like uh hoping that you're hoping that your uh your holiday is as progressive as ours it's pretty so good just totally it's swap gender roles a good from a very outdated trope i like that. um and she she liked that you know i think that was a better starting point uh for her certainly than than the ball gag <laughs> or the strap on <laughs> that's dude that's solid you guys are onto something with that one who knows i like that one the best too love, yeah. you gotta love a strap on it's always a good yeah strap on is instant funny strap ons are good it's funny um (laughs) i also like the idea of me wearing the strap (laughs) because then it's like well what the fuck i have a dick but it's not enough (laughs) (laughs) two dicks are better than one that's hilarious so i guess my question is you know at what point uh you know, do you think that couples justify or doing a Christmas card? And oh, I mean yeah. a sincere one, not a non um, non comical one, like the ones I'm pitching. You're, you, I'm. I mean, I've noticed you're pretty good at like participating in life stuff, in like conventional life stuff, even though like you live in the city and are a comedian. Your schedule is weird. Like you still are participating in all these things. You go furniture shopping with your girlfriend. You're thinking about doing Christmas cards. These are all good things yeah but as i said i took mushrooms to do the furniture shopping and we're talking about strap-ons and the christmas card i i don't take any of it seriously (laughs) i'll participate as an ironic nod to the sincerity of others that we see who are our age doing these things but you also want a couch and you want you know what i mean so like you're it's like a fun spin on it but i mean are your friends sending christmas cards already like your peers? I'm sure we will get Christmas cards this year. Interesting. Many people have asked us for our address. How many of those people are married? Um, is it a thing? That everyone's comes either married or engaged. Right. Right. And the other thing is, uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain whether they are asking for our address because they're going to send us a save the date, or if it's for a Christmas card. Gotcha. I think some of it's some of them are for sure for Christmas cards. In, in, you know in their defense the the couples that i i feel more confident are asking for christmas cards have new babies right or like right, a year right, right, into right, right. their babies they're married and if you've got a family and, right. a, and a new kid to show off like frankly i i do want to see that that's yeah. cool yeah you know yeah um um but i th- yeah you're definitely jumping the gun with it but if you're making it into a funny thing it's like a fun thing to do yeah and definitely worth doing i think it would be really funny yeah Totally, Chris. What I do you got? I can help you do that whenever you need. Oh yeah, know. you could do the photo photograph yeah, for us. Whatever you need. That would be fun. Thank you. Love it. Um, 
Do you know how to do that thing I was talking about with the black and white where you just do tiny little hits of color? Kind of like in uh, there's old movies or, or Schindler's List did it famously. Well, Technicolor? Um, yeah. Is that what it's called? I mean, I think like maybe not, but like... It's called Selective Color. Cool. I think that's kind of cool. Um, so here's the other thing, though. The extension of this thought is I have a lot of friends who went from you know posting in, in since i've known them went from posting fun like partying goofy pics to posting only couples pics sort of staged couples pics mm-hmm. to posting only photographs of their baby right right and sort of like the that is sort of the run of the mill progression yeah is it rude of me to mute them no Dude, muting is your own personal thing. You don't have to tell anybody about it. You can mute anybody. It's just, it's just, it's actually a night, it's a considerate way not to unfollow people and offend them. Do you think that they know that I'm not, do you think they keep track of the fact that I'm not liking any of their stuff? So it's funny you say that. I, I do not do that. But then I hear people talk about how they notice that. Back so in the day, I don't, there was I don't an know. app. There was an app that you could you get. Still, they still have it. But, so, people, so people have that. But it's hard to kind of like gauge who just isn't using the app or who just isn't liking your shit. Yeah, because I, I will say there are I people I haven't muted whose pictures I never see because of the algorithm. on The Instagram. algorithm fucks things up too. There, there's a lot of things that play into that. So I don't think that by muting a person... And then if you ever feel self-conscious, you can always look them up and like a couple yeah, pics. But if I mute someone, I forget about them. That's the whole point. Right, right. Well, I mean, listen, man. You know, you can always go through your list of muted people and check it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with muting. I want to I want to mute someone so that I can bury them into the deepest, darkest recesses of my subconscious. <laughs> Such that only the faintest glimmer of, of, of recognition occurs when I see them. Well, dude, I think it's healthy because you can really build up unhealthy resentment about people on social media that makes no sense. Yeah. Like the person didn't do anything to you. Like maybe they're a little annoying. It doesn't mean that they're like a bad person. I agree. You know, so I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Um, just in general, like does social media make you depressed? I feel like it doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't make me, I don't get depressed from looking at social media. I enjoy it. I like seeing what people are doing. Yes, but you may, you may not get depressed, but you may experience, um, anger or resentment that you wouldn't have otherwise. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe towards people. I'm like, Oh God, that's so annoying. Why is he so annoying? Totally. But I don't feel like that affects my day that much. At all. And, well, that's and, good. I guess, yeah. I think the, the bigger problem is, is young people who get bullied now. All this cyberbullying from in high school. You know, when I was tutoring, I would experience... I, I, I have kids who would get suspended from school for two or three days because of some crazy shit that they had done or said about a classmate online in right. a comment. Right, and the, right, right, and the right, school right. got wind of it. And first of all, it's very hard for the school to keep track of all of that. Because it's not like they're walking down the hallways and they see some big jock shove some nerd into a locker. Right. Where back in the day that was obvious and you could you could kind of monitor it's that. Hard to monitor now it's like stuff. they're they're kids setting up finstas. Right. And and they've got these hate groups about Charlie right. and his <laughs> and his titties. Right. That's like an extreme example of why it could be something that fucks you up. But that is like definitely real, and it's even real for like celebrities. Like I don't know if anybody follows the rapper Gunna. But there's this like whole movement about Gunna and how he's like likes to eat a lot or something. And he's not even like an overweight guy. Like I don't know if he was or like 
but they just people would just comment with food emojis on his posts exclusively. And if you look like the first hundred posts or whatever will be like cheeseburger emojis and shit. And it's like fucked up, dude. Do, do, does he, he get does, upset about it? He must. He doesn't address Come it. Come on, dude. But if he that's must. if that's what people sent me as hate, thank you. Like telling you you look like shit, that sucks. Ha- hamburger emojis, though. That's but, not But the the point is that's you're you fat. like eating. Yeah. It's like to be it's like a they're bullying him. But if he's not fat, then he should laugh about he's it. He's not skinny. He's kind of like he's got like a chubby build, but he's not like he's he's not overweight. All right, if he's overweight at all, he's then not, yes, it is yeah, a little. He's, in- he's he's an overweight enough that it's completely fucked up that they're doing it, and he probably isn't even overweight anymore because of it. Like I guarantee you, he's going to have some kind of eating disorder because of this. Poor guy. Wow, it's fucked up. I don't know. But the poor, other thing, poor gonna, poor gonna, dude. But people say they're like, you look at everybody showing you their best life, and then you see that, and it makes you feel bad. But like, I. Isn't it common knowledge enough, and tell me what you think about this, that people are showing you their best, their best thing. It's the equivalent of like being depressed and seeing other people being happy and being like, look how happy that guy is. Why am I not happy? But you don't know what that guy's thinking. You can't judge a person's exterior mm-hmm. against your interior. And it's the same way. It's the same thing that you can apply to social media if you find yourself feeling down, right? Yes. You hope that we get to a point where everyone can kind of take what they see on social media with a grain of salt and just say, well, theoretically, that's their best life. But that's all bullshit. That was the 14th photo that they took of that. You know, none of this is real. It's all staged. Everything, you know, Dan Bilzerian doesn't actually just wake up walk outside with his AK-47 <laughs> and find himself mobbed by a flock of models. <laughs> he's paying for all of that. And now his life's gone to shit. You know, he's like, really? he's lost his house. It's really? All, yeah. I think he's probably going to prison or something. He's, Jesus. It's all, it's all bullshit. You know, look at Jake Paul. We talked about him in the last episode. That guy uh, just got too famous, too young. And he's now... You know, he, his house got raided by the FBI. They really? Guns, I think. Jesus. And he's, you know, he's covered in these tattoos. He's got these tattoos across his stomach. That's always a bad sign. <laughs> when you're getting the... The, the rainbow the, tattoo the, on your stomach. The gothic New York Times font scroll yeah. across your navel. <laughs> That's trouble, dude. It's a red flag, potentially. I want to talk about font really quick. Sure. There are certain companies that I just think are high quality simply because of the font that they used in their logo. Interesting. Room and board is one of them. Interesting. I give room and board, the furniture company we talked about in the last episode, undue credit because of the font of their logo. Main beer company, which I love was another one. The font of their logo logo was so nice. Good marketing that I thought much more highly of the beer. Interesting, man. I mean, it makes sense, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Do you not agree with that? No, I, I do. I do. And I agree that, like, even when I watch a video, like, if the if the font in the video is shitty, I'm like, this video sucks. Mm-hmm. But if it's good, if the graphics are good, it, like, definitely goes a long way. Do you have a favorite font? I don't, like, I don't remember, to be honest. Like, I when I edit video, like, I have ones that I use. I, like, don't remember what they are because mm-hmm. I'm not editing regularly enough. But... I don't know. Is there one in particular that stands out to you? No, not really. 
I don't even know what it would be. I mean, the only ones whose names I can ever remember are Times New Roman, Helvetica. <laughs> and Helvetica. That's yeah. The, those are the Comic Sans. Comic Sans. Those are the three. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Comic Sans, what are you fucking ridiculous? <laughs> Child. <laughs> right. Bubble lettering almost. Right. <laughs> Um, I have a question for you, please. So your girlfriend's family, mm. how do you feel about your relationship with them? Uh, fine. But I will also say that it's, it's probably the, their approval is, is the least that I've sought of the people that I've dated. And there's two reasons for that. One is I'm. The old. This is the oldest that I've been of all my relationships, right, of course, obviously. Of and so, the older you get, the more you can kind of look at a, your girlfriend's father as like another man, as opposed to like, right, an elder and a a guy you need to address as Mister or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so there's no sneaking around. There's mm-hmm. no, we. I don't want to. I don't want to rub him the wrong way. Right. Right. Um. So that's that's the first reason. And then the second reason is my, you know, my girlfriend uh has a, a sort of a, a I guess it's called a blended family mm-hmm. where her mom, you know, married another guy um who is her stepdad and then he has two kids. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the, the the sort of a lot of moving parts. The improvisation of that family in a way late in her life mm-hmm. um means that she doesn't she doesn't feel the need to like s- seek everyone's approval got it so i i don't either interesting interesting you know right. and we met only two years ago so we met at a point where we were already adults ourselves mm-hmm. and we are we can kind of forge towards our own family and that will supersede hers right but i do think that my family by virtue of it being pretty nuclear and and uh my parents have been married for i don't know 35 years my my sister's two years older than me she's starting her own family and and also my my parents are very uh intelligent as yours are too Mm -hmm. but just like in academic people so I think that when I would guess that when my girlfriend comes up to our house, um, it's a little more intimidating. Interesting. 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 Makes sense. How about you? Well, I I had this thought because I was thinking the other day and I I wouldn't have brought this up if it wasn't the case. I'm sorry to put if if I put you on the spot. I like didn't Mm -mm. think about it. Um, But I really like my girlfriend's family. I think they're great. Oh, that's And her sisters are cool. She has like a really unique thing where like her sisters and her and her cousins and everybody's just like has a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Like they have the same kind of caliber jobs, same caliber education, same experiences. And because they have so much in common, they can really hang out and get along. Whereas like a lot of my family is like different. Like and my dad's family is pretty much all in Italy. Um, but my mom's family who's here, um, they're come from all different walks of life. And like mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have as much in common and we don't have that same bond that they have. But her parents are like youthful and cool and laid back. And I don't feel I don't feel overpowered by their personalities. Like they're they're just easygoing people who have a light presence who are like very nice and lovely. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Here, now here's a question. Yeah. And I don't want to make you I don't want to put this in your head, but I want to see if you've considered it. Sure. 
What do you think their hope was, their ideal was for their daughter's boyfriend slash husband someday? I They're pretty, like, ideological people, it seems like, in that capacity. So I don't think that they were like, we hope she marries a lawyer. I don't think it was, I don't think they're disappointed that she dates a comedian. I think they like that I appear to enjoy spending time with her and I respect her and that we have something good. And I, I, be- I truly believe that they seem cool with that. And mm-hmm. if her dad hears this, he's going to bust my balls for like, he's going to be like, oh, like, don't, you know, don't overestimate us or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a funny dude. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I don't think that there was some expectation in that capacity. And I'm also, I'm not intimidated by that. Like, if that were to be the case, I, like, I think that, I don't know. Like, I don't think she should want someone else. Like, I don't think she should wish somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the things that, the downsides of me, I think are, the out, the upside is outweighed by the downside, in my opinion. Not yes. to sound like an egomaniac. No, I think, I, I get I get exactly what you're saying. You know? You know, it's funny, my my parents definitely professed to that party line meaning they they always said that which was like you know we just want you to have someone who you like and we right. want you to be happy and and and, and open mindedness and all of that totally but then you see when my sister meets this american hero guy this orthopedic spinal surgeon <laughs> 6 foot 4 smart military top of his class you know the whatever it is uh west point grad crazy and their the adulation with which they speak about him that's funny you realize oh right yeah you've got a baseline of acceptance and right. happiness but it could get better from right there. there's extra credit going you on. have extra exactly <laughs> there's extra credit territory for you know if i bring home a fucking global warming scientist who has the solution right a 5.0 gpa because yeah. of ap's yeah Dude, the, totally. the, the, um <laughs> or whatever it would be so uh it's 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 i also think part of that too is that my sister she was she didn't really date anybody for years and years and years and um was just so focused on her work and you know lived alone in new york and i think they worried about her a little bit um and then she finally met this guy and she fell head head over heels for him boom 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 and he for her and so I think against that, you know, of like out of nowhere, they went from worrying about her a little bit, just being lonely and whatever, to her having validated waiting right, right, by, right. by finding this. A fucking catch. Yeah, this absolute legend of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Does he make you feel self-conscious? No, because we, we're doing such different things. Right. And also... With all due respect to him, I'm better than him at a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, for for how much better he would fix a spine than me, like my I'm way straighter off the tee than he is. I'm definitely hitting bombs. You know, I watch him play golf, and I'm like, yeah, my dad would rather play golf with me than, than you, just for the amount of he balls. Still got a you couple lose. legs up on him. Yeah, that's um, really funny, dude. No, but he's he's amazing, and. uh 
and I always beat him in chess too. So that's another <laughs> thing. Um, we love to play chess. That's great. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, dude, I thought of this topic because in the past I've dated people whose families intimidated me. And it was like a little, it was, Sucks. A, it wasn't ideal. So I dated a girl whose dad's like a fashion icon. Yes. And I'm not going to like start fucking name dropping on the podcast, but if you were to do a deep enough dive on the internet, you could figure it out pretty quickly. Um, Are you in photos with them? Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so dude, so it was such a, I know it was, it was <laughs> such a, it was such an odd thing. Now her dad was really cool and he was, he was, he's the kind of guy who's found a great balance of being really, really nice, but if he needs to like lay the hammer down, he can do that too. I've always been impressed by his ability to do mm-hmm. that. I think he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. The mom I found to be very intimidating and they were divorced and her mom is a very lovely lady. She, but she would always like fuck with me, dude. And it was like, and we would do weird stuff too. Like we would like sit in bed with her and watch movies with her and she'd be like, we'd eat cashews with her. It was just, I don't know. There's like a lot of weird stuff, but then wait dude, a second. <laughs> oh, because your current girlfriend current had a crazy girlfriend has nut, nut allergy. This is before. And I was like, what? Um, but dude, then like sometimes she got really into smoking weed once and she made- The mom. Yeah. And then she like got me all high and was showing <laughs> and was showing me YouTube videos. Like, you know, when you get high, you show your friends YouTube videos? Sure do. This is the same, but it's like your friend's mom. So she's showing me videos of like Audrey Hepburn, like walking through a store with a deer, her pet deer. And like, I'm sitting there kind of like this. And she's like, you're really high. She like got me really high and then started shaming me for being really stoned. That's awful. I was like, what the fuck? That just sounds like a bully. But dude, she was she was just like any at any moment she could do some crazy shit. Here's an example. One time we were flying to LA. Okay. We're flying privately too. Now this is not their this she, she chartered this plane. It wasn't like her personal plane. Mm. But her dad has a plane. Okay. okay. This is like the kind of shit we're dealing with. Anyway, so on the flight is me, her, her sister, her sister's boyfriend. And her sister's boyfriend's friend. Okay? So we get on the plane. We're about to leave. And your girlfriend. And my girlfriend, sorry. Yeah. And myself. We're about to take off. And the mom re- goes, oh my God, I forgot something at home. Gets off the plane and goes home. And the home was like half an hour away. Yeah. I get a call from her dad that goes- Were you flying out of Teterboro? Yes. So you, she came back into the city? She went back to, to Connecticut. Oh God. She, I get a phone call from her dad being like, Julio. I need you to go back to the house and make sure that she gets on this plane because I know that she's planning on not taking the flight and I need you to make sure she gets on this plane. What the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like James Bond now. I'm like, why I'm being put on a mission. Oh my God. So I'm like, fuck. So we like try to navigate that. I call the mom. I go over there. The mom ends up coming back. Okay. But you didn't have to go home. I ended up not having to go home because she ended up coming back. But like, this is like an hour and a half detour. Now at this point, we're all sitting there. So now like the boy, the friend of her brother's, the friend of her girlfriend's boyfriend, that that guy, he starts like, he's this like cool guy. And like my girlfriend's all like, like thinks he's so hot and is like trying to flirt with him. I'm just like annoyed. 
and she starts acting out. So the mom would always check me, dude. So he's, she starts, at, she starts acting out and being loud. And she's like, shut up, honey. And she looks at me. She's like, if you can't figure out how to keep her in control, you're going to lose her. And I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, look oh at Steve. Look at Steve. Look at the way he has her under control. He goes, you don't have her under control. And I was like, what the fuck? She's not a bison. <laughs> dude. So then, What are you talking about? Uh, dude, so then we're flying and she starts smoking. And the pilot's like, you can't smoke on the plane. We're going to have to land the plane. She's like, I'm smoking on the plane. She starts fighting with the pilot. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So like, dude, I, every time I would hang out with her parents, yeah. with her mom specifically, who was lovely, but like, it was, I was so intimidated that it made it hard for me to like be around. Yeah. Yeah. That Overpowering is. Overpowering personality. Hell. Dude, it was so rough. And it can unfortunately really affect your decision as to whether or not you want to keep dating the person. I know. I know. Um, because you're not just getting into bed with, you know, your girlfriend or whatever. You're getting into bed in life. You, you, you know, it's tough. It's tough to reconcile family sometimes because whoever you marry or will, they, they come along with that baggage. Totally. Um, and dude, like, isn't that, and she was right about that. Like about the thing, me not having, like, it's just crazy to hear. These, she was like, right about you not having the girl under control. Like her, like she essentially was just trying to say that the girl was just behaving in a fashion where she just like, didn't care about me enough or that much. And it like might've been true. And it was like, really, it's just like fucked up and ominous and like ended up being true. And like, it was a kind of, there were unpleasant parts about dating. Her. Mm. You know what what I mean? a, but there's such a less sexist way for her to say that I, you don't have her under control. Like also, she could have been like, you know, she's not, uh, respecting you as much as she should be. Right, right, right. Something like that. But also like, do you even need to go there? Like, can't you just know that? And like, like, yeah. why does this wisdom have to be at my expense and like make me feel shitty or something? I don't that know. That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it was weird. It was fine. There were nice people, but like, I feel much more at ease with my current girlfriend. Yes. One time I was on a private jet that uh, I had some, I had some wealthy friends at school, as you can imagine. I'm, I'm sure. In my class alone on the lacrosse team, and this is public knowledge, so I, I can say this. One of my classmates and teammates was the son of Tom Steyer, who just ran for president. Really? Worth seven and a half billion dollars. Jesus Christ. And then we had another guy in my class on my lacrosse team whose dad was a multi-billionaire. That's crazy. Two multi-billionaires. Multi and not, not barely multi-billionaires. Like well into the multiple billions. billions of dollars. Plural. <laughs> so I'd been on a on a private jet a few times and one time I got on one and I was super super hungover and um I was <laughs> so sick and throwing up from the drinking that I had done. I'd been drinking jungle juice the night before <laughs> out of an igloo cooler. Just a morass of in of liquid that, you know, all kinds of ingredients. That as we were landing, everyone was told to strap in and I had to go to the bathroom and throw up while we were landing. Oh my God, dude. That's so stressful. And I was on my knees in this private jet bathroom. And the only thing that made it better was that I was wearing my bird dog's pants. <laughs> and those are by far the best pants 
in which to kneel on a private jet and throw up <laughs> while you're landing. Have you ever worn bird dog's pants to throw up while kneeling on a private jet? You know what? I can't say that I have, but I hope to God that if I'm ever kneeling on a private jet vomiting, that I'm wearing my bird dogs. Yeah. Because I understand there's something about throwing up that just makes you overheat. Yes. And feel completely unpleasant. Totally. And by having that sweet, sweet silk lining on the inside, your thighs stay cool. They sure do. They sure do. The last thing you want to worry about while you're emptying your stomach uh, in private air travel is, you know, are my bits and pieces overheating? And thanks to the the sweet liner of the bird dog's pants, uh, you don't have to worry about that at all. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that, Julio, if you were to buy yourself a pair of bird dog's pants right now at birddogs.com using the promo code OOPS, you would get a free pair of nunchucks, Dude. which you might not be allowed to bring onto that private jet. I wonder. I don't think you can bring nunchucks on a plane. I don't know. But private, on a private plane, you, you might be you able to. You get away with a lot on a private plane, including puking <laughs> while you're landing. It's such a funny thing. Use that promo code OOPS and try to try to sneak those fucking nunchucks onto the private plane. Exactamundo. <laughs> In case anyone tries to give you shit, yeah. you can show them what you got. Go to birddogs.com right now. Use promo code OOPS. You'll get a free pair of nunchucks with your first purchase. Do it before it's too late. <laughs> All right. So this begs the question. Um, have you ever had a friend who was in a relationship where you felt that you needed to sit him down and say, dude, you're not seeing this, but who you're dating for whatever reason is not a good idea. And I think you should not keep moving with it. Interesting. It's a really hard thing to be that person. I've done it before. So I have follow-up questions to this and I would argue before you answer it that if there hasn't been any sort of kind of like action, like an action from the person that she has done where you have proof, you're like, she did this. This is why you need to move on. Mm-hmm. Without that, it's a much more difficult conversation to have. Yes, but I would never say that unless there had been right. overwhelming evidence gotcha. exactly. that had been ignored on behalf of my friend. So that's the point. And it can get like it can be overwhelmingly obvious and still impossible to have that talk. Unless you go into the next step of it being overwhelmingly obvious. Like she has to have act done something. Yeah. What's your, what do you, well, what do you got? Okay. So, so one of the reasons that I bring this up on the heels of what you just said is that I had a friend who was dating an older woman uh, who had already been divorced once. She had two kids. They were twins. They were really young, probably two or three. And my friend um, had been dating this girl, this woman for a couple of years. I, he was probably 28 at the time, maybe 27, and she was like 36, 35, 36. But, okay, so her father is worth like $700 million. Yes. So I think he has a plane, but he also has a NetJets account Gotcha. that she would just use all the time. Crazy. One time, we took a flight from Teterboro. We were going to a wedding in um, Connecticut that was like a two and a half hour drive. Oh, man. Maybe, 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 yeah, two and a half. That's, probably cra- th- maybe that's crazy three. to fly to that. And she was just like, I don't want to deal with it. And so we took this 15 minute flight. That's crazy. And then it was like a 30 minute Uber from there because the airport was past the wedding venue. And 
know, it's like, well, what was the point? Was Jesus. it was it the fruit platter? Is that really why we did this? <laughs> the fruit platter we got, the melon was terrible anyway. That's crazy. So um he was dating this woman and he, you know, he had a fine job, but her wealth was so overwhelming that there was no way for him to contribute because it would have been meaningless. And they would go to lavish vacations together to there's like a hotel, a famous hotel. I don't even know where it is, but it's famous for being like the most expensive hotel on earth. <laughs> and it has this crazy like fountain water walkway out in front. You've probably seen pictures of it. They would go to like Amangiri, oh, yeah. that desert place. So that place looks so sick. Yeah. Lake Powell. They would go to all these places all the time. You know, they would fly private. So and- was he sort of wrapped up in that? He was never someone prior to this woman who who ever thought that he would have access to that type of a life um, and had never dated a woman who who had that level of wealth was a normal guy was just a normal guy. And he would he was he was such a wonderful guy. I love this guy. Um, So fun and so sweet and started dating this woman. And at first it was a joke. Because of how much older she was. And how the fact much older? She was like 30. She was probably eight or nine years older than okay. him. But she she had had a marriage and, and kids. Right, right. And, you know, it was such a... I hate, to, I hate the term red flag. Uh, because we've talked about this. Fuck red flags. <laughs> like, don't go in and be like, this is a strike against you. This is a strike. And I'm going to... I should have heeded them. It's like... You know, until someone punches you in the face, try to make it work. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, nope, no good. Do what you can with the info you have. But we would go out to Montauk in the summers and she would like rent us an insane house for the whole summer. And then she would, you know, go to the surf lodge the whole day and just leave the kids and not parent them. Right. And think that she was this. 26 year old diva and i was like dude that's a bad sign you know that she doesn't want to interact at all with the kids and just sees them as like a she's an anchor an yeah some yeah. kind of help yeah. but she would never interact with them mm-hmm. and whatever all of this was to say <laughs> one time she she bought him a tuxedo <laughs> for because they were going to weddings and it was like a a Brunello tuxedo. It's probably like thousands and thousands of dollars. It's fourteen thousand dollars tuxedo. It's insane. No, I, I, you know, we we were all buying. We all had to buy tuxedos because we were going to a lot of weddings. I bought one at Suit Supply. It was six hundred bucks. That's still insane. I, I fucking love my tuxedo. Yeah, that's good. perfectly fine with my six hundred dollar tuxedo. He had a fourteen thousand dollar tuxedo. You hold these two tuxedos up next to each other. You don't know which one is which. Right. 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 So Maybe you. if you've got a lot of feeling in your thumb and pointer finger and you felt the fabric you could tell that one was more expensive than the other <laughs> but the point is they were driving out to the hamptons to buy another car for her she was tired of her car which was a year old and was outdated already at that point mm-hmm. so they're driving out to this dealership and on the way my buddy got a text from another one of our friends who was worried that he had spoken out of turn about 
the woman and she had been frustrated by it or something. So he was apologizing via text. My buddy's, the, the, the guy's driving. She's in the passenger seat. She reads the text, which was like, hey, I hope someone, you know, let's call her Amanda. That's not her name. Let's hope, I hope I, may, I didn't offend Amanda when I said this. She flips out and she's like, you guys are talking about me behind my back. She tells him to get out of the car on the side of the road. He pulls over. He has to get out of the car and like find his way home. She goes back to their New York apartment. At this point, he's now living with her. Mm-hmm. She tells the doorman that he's not allowed in the apartment. Oh, God. So he all of his stuff is there. And he has to go sleep on another friend of ours' couch. When she finally lets him back in, she had cut up the tuxedo into a thousand pieces with scissors. Jesus. As like a way of, you know, in a fit of rage. Oh, my God. It was after that that I called him (laughs) and said, we need to sit down and have a beer. Yeah. And it was a stunning moment for me because even through that conversation, he was trying to justify and defend her and her mo- her moments of of insanity, Ugh. and I had to be very gentle and very circumspect about it. But also, dude, I can't let you walk away from this conversation thinking you can fix this, because so you know, and I even had to say this. I was like, so you know, all of us, your friends, are talking about how d- troubling this is mm-hmm. behind your back yeah, and, and not, not out of gossiping, but right. we're wondering how to game plan a, a, an intervention with you. And I got tired of having those conversations without you. So that's why I'm here to tell you like, this is a disaster and you cannot move forward with this. Cause he was getting on, he was on the verge of like proposing. Damn dude. And so my question is this. So what part of that, justification is him now being used to the lifestyle because you see that it it had to have been a lot a lot and i'll say this when i was dating my fancy girlfriend at the time at first that stuff is cool and you really like it and you're like oh my god and then you like start to get used to it and then if there are any issues then those issues are much more easy much more easy to address Mm -hmm. but i have seen some people get wrapped up in the lifestyle to the point where like they can't go back and it becomes the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you go from flying private to flying jet blue? And I'll tell you, economy. It's, you do it and it's fine. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. It really is. Life is not linear. Yeah. It's you fine. know, you're from- not less, you, you weren't better than when you used to fly on your girlfriend. And I don't want this to sound like, like my girlfriend, she was wonderful. She was a very nice person. I still am friends with her. She's great, whatever. This has nothing to do with her. Just in general, it can be a bit of a mind fuck situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure your friend was getting ready for this light, this lavish life. And the idea of having to change that completely adds an extra layer of wanting to make it work. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. How, how did he take it? Because people could take that shit poorly and it he, fucks up your friendship. He took it w- well because he's such a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was really surprised, which shocked me. I did. It's amazing. I was like, dude, how do you have, how do you watch someone render your tuxedo a fucking series of 
tethered, you know, whatever it is, like tattered rags. Dude, it's such like princess throwing a tantrum behavior. It's exactly what it was. She would like change the locks and then text him about it and be like, you're not, you're not coming in. And then they would like sort it out. Dude, like. Jesus, bro. There's never, we, you know, so, um, yeah, going, you know, look, if you're going to those fancy resorts on a private jet, yeah, it's sick, but it's not that sick if the person that you're with is on the verge of exploding at any moment and you don't necessarily know why. And what I saw him do in our conversation about it was that he would always try to defend her reactions by saying like i did something wrong to provoke this or you know it takes two to tango i'm at fault too right, right, right. i understand why she got mad about this and i was like dude listen I-, I get that she's mad that you she saw you dming with someone else or or whatever it was some minor thing her reaction is so beyond the pale of what is reasonable in terms of anger and it's only going to get worse right right and there is a thing about controlling someone with money where if you're in a relationship with someone and they become you know your finances become intertwined and in, in a way one person is a little more dependent on the other um there is there's a a lot it's a slippery slope yeah. and it's it's never going to be perfectly equal totally and and you know i and i would say that to to anybody who is is dating somebody or thinks they're interested in somebody and like if money is the main thing like you should really reassess that because i've i've just seen especially being living in the city and knowing all these city people and like i've seen so many p- people settle for a person they weren't right with Mm-hmm. because of money and like their life is not as as great as they you thought become it was like be. an indentured servant Dude, yeah you're it, a surf in that relationship totally and um you just have to put up with so much more totally give me a, a poor minstrel with a good heart any day over and a hard the, dick over the steel <laughs> magnet's daughter <laughs> And I will have a happy life. Dude, it's funny. Thinking about the older, like I went out with this older woman once. And when we used to like hook up, she would do something that was really, that would really weird me out. (laughs) What was it? She would just start going, oh, you're so young. (laughs) (laughs) You're so young. That's for her. That's for her. I was like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's her in like enforcing her uh fetish of, of the age gap. Dude, it was weird, man. I was like, what the fuck? That's hysterical. <laughs> well, dude, I was thinking about this because it was Black Friday and now, you know, Cyber Monday, all that shit. And I don't know how you do it, but I like to actually start actively trying to buy gifts for everybody. Okay. At that day. On all that right. day. So I have a very, if anybody here is struggling to find a gift for their significant other, I've come up with a pretty good system where if you check these boxes, you're going to get a good gift. Okay. I like to call it the S triangle. All right. There's three, a three pronged approach to gift giving. They all start with S. If you hit all these, you're going to have yourself a good gift. One, stylish. Mm. Two, sensible. And three, sentimental. 
If you hit all three of those, you're, you've gotten all the things covered for your gift. Stylish, sentimental, sensible. Yes. So, you know, clothes, jewelry, whatever, that falls under stylish, right? Sensible is something that, like, helps them. You're like, oh, like, I know that she doesn't sleep well or something. Here's a special pillow. You mean something that actually helps their life? And then sentimental, which is, like, anything relating to any sort of memory that you have together. Okay, so how did, what would be a gift that would fit all three of those? So this, so that's the thing. I think that it's very, it's hard to do it in one gift. Ah, but okay. you can do it in multiple gifts in a very cost-effective way. You okay. know, for example, for sentimental, you could make something if you wanted, mm-hmm. or you could, you know, buy like the thing you brought her on the first date or something. Like, mm-hmm. for example, my girlfriend, the first time we went on a date, I brought her a, like a gift bag mm-hmm. to thank her for going out with me, which was like. That's very me being sweet. it was like a silly thing, but there was a card in it that said thank you for going out with me. Oh there was candy in the bag. Wow. So for example, you could recreate that. That's like an early memory. And yes. and once time enough time goes by, you start to forget about those little things. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice thing to remind the person with that, right? Yeah. Stylish, say it's whatever, some kind of jewelry or whatever. And then a sensible is like I said, something that just like helps their quality, improves their quality of life. Mm-hmm. And you can do all three of those, and that's... I see. So it doesn't have to just be one gift that hits all three of those boxes. It could be, but I think that if you... That's look challenging. At, you look at what you got your person for Christmas, and if you think you hit all those things, there's no way you, you, you went wrong. Mm. Now, granted, if you just get one really fancy thing and that's your gift or whatever, and there's one thing, that's obviously fine. But if you're struggling... If you start thinking about those parameters, you will find your way very quickly. Mm, okay. I like that. That's, That's the, the, the S triangle. The S triangle. From Julio. <laughs> That's really good. Um, How do you attack the holiday season when it comes to this stuff? I wait until the last minute and then <laughs> s- spend so much money that I resent the person I'm giving the gift to. <laughs> Out of desperation, I spend over the top and then I'm hateful. <laughs> When I hand it over. <laughs> That's fucking great. I panic shop. Panic shopping, you really end up spending like 50% more. You just, it's so bad. You have to go in person because you don't have time to order it online. <laughs> now you're just in the store yeah. paying top of market. I, um, I, this year we've already agreed to tone down the gifts a little uh, because we know that Christmas coincides with our move, which, which as is I've sounding said, is, insanely expensive. It's going to be expensive, so <laughs> I think we're both a little more accepting of the that the fact that you know we're not going to be giving each other crazy gifts. That said, I know what she wants. It's a piece of technology. It's not crazy expensive, but it's you know it's not a warm gift. Certainly you. not sentimental. It's sensible and vaguely stylish. Um, Love it. So I'll probably need to do something on top of that. You mentioned the the gift basket you gave your girlfriend as a thank you (laughs) when you first went out. On our first date, yeah. (laughs) When we were beginning to date early, early on, I did something that was kind of charming, which is that I would write her postcards from the road weekends that I would go on as a comedian. Oh, nice. That's very nice. From places that weren't very far away or (laughs) particularly interesting like it would be hard to find a shop that sold postcards (laughs) for this town (laughs) like princeton new jersey saratoga springs was, was was not that hard but like other places 
you know, Bridgeport, Connecticut. They're like, we, postcards. Nobody wants anyone to know that they were here. But I would write her, I would write her a postcard and then I, you know, I'd see her. I would send it to her work because I would see her before it would even arrive in the mail. Um, and that was always nice. That is very nice, dude. Um, another thing we do that I think is really a good sign for our relationship is that sometimes we dance in the kitchen together. That's very cute. I mean, do you guys have a lot of, th- I have a list of things that are good signs. We'll have a, we'll have a little glass great. of wine going. We'll be cooking some music's on and all of a sudden we start dancing together. That's some rom-com shit, dude. It is. Like every girl wants that. But I need to make something very, very clear. Do not slow dance together. You need to bop around and throw some twirls in there and have fun with it. If you try to slow dance together, take my breath away. You will. It is so uncomfortable to slow dance as the only people in an empty apartment together. I could see it being kind of nice. Like you do this kind of slow dance, not like the middle school holding around yeah. the way slow dance. Like, then you guys do some bopping, some lively jamming. We do. We do some bipping and bopping, some toe wagging. <laughs> you know, some. T- shaking of our tail feathers that's great well i look at you your like setup as like an example of what i would like to have one day thank you that's very sweet thing to say you have a very good home base mentality and you really make your home livable in a way that's extremely difficult to execute in new york i don't think it i don't think it is i think people just assume that it is but the biggest thing is cooking man you gotta just like Get into cooking together. Yeah. And, and you know, if she's doing the majority one night, then you're doing the dishes. And you find a way to make it so that it's not a crazy labor for one person. Right. But it goes further than that. You know what I mean? Like, you guys do, like, and you also have, like, fun modern spins and, like, not, you know, this is obvious. We talked about this on last episode. But, like, fucking tripping balls and going to buy furniture. That's hilarious. Yeah. And great. What a fun way to spice up. A traditional <laughs> chore. It's you, a chore. You know what we did on, I, what was it? It was Friday night. So we were out at the golf club again. And we walked the course. I played some holes while she walked with me. We had some beers. And then we came up to the club. And That's there were, hilarious that you played a round of golf during that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How sneaky. Just with me. You know. Get a quick nine in. It was great. So we get up to the club. It's probably five or six o'clock, and there there's a table of about six or seven guys outside, and they're throwing dice. That's fun. And they're betting on it. Cool. Fifty dollars a round. Damn. So the pot starts to swell, and it was a really fun game of dice. And I was like, let's give it a shot. So I'm bankrolling her while she's throwing the dice. She's the only woman there. These guys are smoking cigars drinking whiskey neat and at, at first there might have been a few raised eyebrows or, or or maybe i don't know some sense of like oh we're letting a woman into our into our midst. circle of manhood <laughs> uh but very quickly she put them at ease with her you know very amenable personality and everyone was like oh she's one of us one of us um we we ended up losing, I don't know, 300, 400 bucks it, <laughs> because she kept rolling snake eyes, which, you know, is oh not God, what you can't you get smoked. You have to add another 50 to the pot. Uh, um, but we after that, we uh, we we had such fun with these guys that the guy who won the final big pot 
agreed to, or, or suggested that he treat the remaining players to dinner. And That's it was nice. him, another guy who was shit-faced blackout drunk, mm. and then a third guy who was like 65, and then me and my girlfriend. And I was the only one sober enough to drive. So I piled everyone into our, our car, our sedan. We drove back into the city, and we were like hustling to, on Resi to find you know restaurant reservations. She finds one, and she and I were quarterbacking a, a, a continued evening with these three middle-aged to older <laughs> men who could not tie their own shoes <laughs> at this point. And we ended up having a great phenomenal night. That's fun. And it's that sort of thing where you're like, this person that I'm with can mold herself, can fit in, with, is never out of her comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a, that doesn't surprise me. That's a wonderful thing to discover about your significant other. Fantastic. Very yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Well, let's stop. Take us home, Julio. We're we're good, Chris. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Oops the Podcast. Uh, you know where to find us. We're here twice a week. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all of our episodes in full. Uh, you can check it out there, or you can just continue to listen to it. However you do. Um, I'm Julio. He's Francis. Anything else that I'm forgetting? <sighs> no, no. You've covered it. Awesome. Thank you, guys, and stay safe.